can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. How are you feeling about the AirPods? We need an update. I have them in now. You know what? It's taken me a few days. I've really been trying to wear them in because it is quite a lot to adjust to something new in your ear. I changed over the rubber thing to the small. I'm so glad you told me that because I would have just chucked that out in the (laughs) packaging and they fit in my ear a lot better. What's wigging me out a bit is the button on the side that changes it from like noise cancelling yeah noise cancelling to what what would you call it when it's not noise cancelling spatial audio i think it's called okay because you can hear no, no, what's no, happening sorry, outside there's, there's three there's noise cancellation there's off and there's transparency so the transparency you can kind of hear what's going on around you yeah i like that yeah yeah. I only like noise cancelling. Yeah, you just hate I the outside it. world. <laughs> I don't like the I don't like like I don't like hearing any noise. It makes yeah. me it does feel sometimes on the street it's a little bit dangerous because yeah. you can't really hear a car beeping at you. But, yeah. um so you might want to turn it off when you you're have a lot you of know. cars beeping at you. <laughs> the other day when I saw, remember we were going to James Vivian oh, and I was yes. like, some guy just yelled at me out of his car and I wasn't sure if he was yelling at me to hit on me or yelling at me because I'd like left my car lights on. It was so <laughs> unclear. And I just looked back and I was like, what do I do? You know, I just didn't know yeah. what to do. Yeah. And then I was too anxious to go back to check my car lights because I was like, well, that would be weird. I'm yeah. pretty sure I turned them off. I don't turn my car lights off a lot. That's pretty okay. common for me. I've had right. like two battery changes. Like I've had to have RSEV come and change my battery because I left my wow. car lights on all night. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I wasn't sure because that would be something that I yeah, would do. Yeah. I, I mean, my car lights are manual as well. I think this shows what kind of um, money we're making at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our car lights don't automatically turn off, guys. <laughs> Uh, how's lockdown been going? So in lockdown, I learnt the art of creating a amaretto sour, which is a cocktail. It's one of my favourite cocktails and I've nailed it. I'm basically a bartender now. I can make wow. margaritas, I can make gimlets and I yep. can make um, amaretto sours. You could um, do that on the side on the weekends and then I we could. could afford, you know what I'm thinking you could afford doing? to upgrade your car to an automatic. I said to my brother, because my brother's a bartender, I yep. said, you should create a TikTok of making cocktails because I follow a few TikToks that do cocktail making, but they're just yes. so easy to follow. And you can just watch that. And I said, you'll go viral. He was like, I don't want to be on TikTok. I'm 32 uh-huh. or something. <laughs> Hey, Fair I'm yeah. on TikTok. I just started a TikTok. <laughs> Can I say, I find TikTok like I've had to turn the comments off. People are oh. brutal on TikTok. Oh, yeah. I, I hate them all. Like, yeah, there's no PC on TikTok. Everyone's just absolutely brutal. It really makes me want to not be on TikTok because people well, what are, are so the mean comments in the saying comments? on yours? Yours are like travel oh, ones. I know. Like, um, Someone wrote, um, I did like some story time thing. I just wanted to practice and learn how to do it because I work in social and I didn't know how to use TikTok and that's a problem. Yeah. And uh, he said, can't believe I wasted my mobile data on that. Oh, well, joke's on you. (laughs) I'm like, thanks a lot. And then another person commented, um, oh, yes, so glad I watched that and then did that emoji of like 
rolling their eyes. Oh. So, you know, just a lot of stuff like that making me feel like my content's not very good. Your content is good, Hannah. I just felt You're like. great. And so do you know what I did? I just turned comments off. I was like, I don't need this shit. Honestly, <laughs> I deal with it enough. Yeah. In, I deal with it enough. That's enough. Yeah. I don't know why I've opened myself up to more criticism yeah. on, in the digital world. But That's anyway. It's a hard life being a content creator. Oh, isn't mm. it? Isn't yeah. it? What is on today's episode, Joe? So on today's episode, I'm taking everybody to my skin needling appointment, which was done before lockdown. Um, and we're going to chat through that. We find out what my pain tolerance is versus yours. <laughs> and <laughs> I we're mean. also speaking to Dr. Ryan DeCruz from Southern Dermatology about how different medications can impact your skin and, of course, our products we didn't know we needed. So we're at James Vivian right now. Rach is about to do skin needling on me. Hannah's sitting in the corner waiting to Hi. observe. It's about time that I did something. So I've been <laughs> saying choose your treatment and you just haven't. Well, I was having this anyway and I thought you just come along and we'll record it. It's her first skin needling ever. Yeah, and I am a little bit scared based on your reactions to things. Um, <laughs> so I'm hoping that maybe my pain tolerance is a little bit higher than yours. Um, but Rach, you're going to talk us through the treatments. What can I expect today? Welcome, ladies. Thank to you. To James Vivian. Um, so if you've never had skin needling before, essentially, like, it can be a little bit uncomfortable, but it's quite tolerable. Um, Don't know. That's true. <laughs> and you have numbing cream, Hannah. I'm not having numbing cream today. No, no, no. The last one I got was no numbing cream. I would say it's tolerable, sort of. Okay. Like, we'll see. We'll I'll, see how I'll you go. It. What My would you pain, rate it out of 10? The last one I got was... Eight out of ten. <laughs> okay. okay. So I think it's really That's different seven. for everybody. Yeah. Um, absolutely different for everybody. And it goes on what you're treating on the skin. Skin mm. needling, it's not just one um, depth of penetration. You can mm. you use with our device, you can change the depth of penetration from the forehead to the cheeks to the nose to the upper lip. And some people are a little bit sensitive in particular areas, but, you know, we take it easy, slow it down. If you need a break, we've got little stress balls as well if you need mm. that. But, look, skin needling, I love it. It's one of my favourite treatments for age management, um, skin texture, overall rejuvenation, pore size, scarring, anything that you can think of. Um, so with our particular device, um, it has 16 little needles on it that are sterile, single-use items, and they oscillate quite quickly on the skin. And as they're doing that, they create these little micro-channels. And as the micro-channels are created, it can cause a little bit of pinpoint bleeding, which in turn creates inflammation and sets off that cascade of wound healing. So it gets everything working and stimulated, yeah, which obviously is a, a, an effect for the, you know, scarring, texture, all that sort of thing too, which can help. And I said to you when I walked in, I said my dark circles, I just can't deal with right you now. You don't have, can you oh, tell I've got one crazy. really dark circle. One's fine and then the other one just keeps getting Your darker. Your skin looks perfect. So in my dermal science studies, I had learnt that it can help to thicken the skin. So that's what I'm hoping to see some kind of little improvement from. But Rach, you were like, mm, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, that's a bit of a Pandora's box, that one. I sort of, it can be a bit hit and miss. Obviously, when it comes to dark circles, obviously, even the first thing I asked you is like, is it hereditary? Mm -hmm. um, have you been sleeping? Is it stress? I think definitely from the perspective of thickening the dermis, because that's what we we want, that collagen elastin stimulation, that plumping effect can happen. But one treatment 
won't mm. do that. It's a, it's a few treatments. So, yeah, I think it's really dependent on your biological makeup and that sort of thing. So so how many skin needling treatments would you recommend for someone that's looking to target scarring or general rejuvenation? Is there kind of a specific number of treatments you would recommend as a minimum? Probably my first one. I always say people that start off the start of the year, I say three treatments, let's get that skin rejuvenation happening just for an all-over brightness and clarity of the skin. If someone's got acne scarring or um, surgical scars, that can be a process of sort of up to 6 or 12 and depending on what sort of scar it is um, that we can treat. So someone with open pores, again, you could need three to six treatments and we say sort of between four to six weeks each treatment Mm. interval. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's jump into, into it. it. So the sensation that you might feel yourself, it's more like a vibration than anything. And mm-hmm. at most, as I said before too, um, the most uncomfortable part most clients experience is probably your forehead and your upper lip. Okay. And it sounds a little bit loud, like you'll hear the machine as well. That. <laughs> <laughs> so, honey, you rated it an 8 out of 10. So if tattoo removal is 10 out of 10, okay. this is 8 out of 10. Okay. I'm yeah. so <laughs> But wait, what depth are you, are you doing the... Well, it depends on what depth. Again, everyone Let's is completely... Let's go deepest, though. We can't, like... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Let the professional make that decision. <laughs> What's deep on Joe might not be deep on somebody else. It's yeah. just everyone's skin thickness is different. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I start maybe on, a like, a, a 0.4. Mm-hmm. If I don't get this pinpoint bleeding, then I'll, I'll keep going up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we want to see that pinpoint bleeding because then we know where down at the dermal level of the skin mm. and we know we're going to get that collagen and elastin induction and then you know with other areas if we don't need to go as deep um, especially where it's very fine around under your eyes mm-hmm. obviously I wouldn't go too deep there because mm-hmm. it's very transparent and downtime wise Hannah stop looking at me so closely I just look at, can I look at her under the microscope <laughs> Don't, don't look at my monobrow. I haven't plucked it. Her skin's it. absolutely beautiful. Do you know what reminds me of the veins on her eyes? <laughs> As Benjamin Button. <laughs> like she's aging backwards and she looks like a baby. It's cute. So what can I expect in terms of downtime? Because you've said pinpoint bleeding. Should I not go any date on any dates this weekend? Do you have any? Well, Do I was have... going to maybe arrange them, but I won't. If... Yeah. No, look. Again, everyone is different. So okay. what you'll expect immediately after the treatment mm-hmm. is you'll feel, you'll look very red. Yes. You'll feel more of that sunburnt sensation. Yeah. That can last for a few hours and then we say look after it with a post-care balm, okay. just something so- soothing, pull mm-hmm. away from all your actias, of course. Yeah. Probably the next day your skin can feel quite sensitised mm-hmm. um, but you are more than welcome to wear your minimal makeup. Mm-hmm. That is completely fine. Okay. Um, and the pinpoint bleeding said it's only very fine. You don't yep. walk out with blood dripping down your face mm-hmm. whatsoever. You literally look sunburnt. That's okay. how it's just And I'm prone sun. to redness so yeah, I'm going to be a beetroot. You've got a propensity to that. Yep. So, but, look, it does calm down quite quickly. Okay. I've found a lot of my clients I pop on um, – the rescue balm by yep. cosmetics it's extremely anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. hydrating soothing and most of the clients the next day actually a lot of that redness has just dissipated and could i use my at-home led later tonight and tomorrow to kind I of wouldn't, help uh, i wouldn't recommend it just okay. probably even tomorrow don't do yep. anything tonight You've okay had a, a traumatic experience yeah. <laughs> 
and we want and you think about led and depending on what lay wavelength you're using yeah like that calms down inflammation yeah we actually are trying to induce some of that inflammation oh, okay. and have that so if we're going to do led i'd do that before yeah just if your skin was a little bit sensitive or mm -hmm. just you know a little bit red and we wanted to strengthen it before the treatment cool. but i would just wait till um the next day okay or so. no worries okay let's get all right started. let's, let's do, it. do it so all i'm applying now is some hyaluronic acid this yep. acts like a nice little slip on the skin because mm -hmm. we want a glide over the skin we don't need to add pressure whatsoever yep I can't believe you've never had this before. I know. It's I'm because I've resisted shocked. it. I've resisted it because of the downtime. There's not there's really not, there's not a lot of downtime yeah. at all. I think I went on a date like the next day or I had an event on the next day. <laughs> yeah, but day. your skin is like steel. It's happening. All right. Okay, we're going to start on the mid forehead. I'm okay, starting with here and I'm going to okay. work to the Thanks, right. Hello. Okay. Here we go. Just a vibration sound. Mm -hmm. So we'll do a couple of passes and wait to see mm -hmm. what's coming up. It just makes me feel like I want to sneeze. It does, especially around the nose area. Okay. Um, a lot of people do sneeze. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're not getting much action there. Mm -hmm. Let's go for it. Oh. There's only a little. Oh, there's a little bit, but not mm -hmm. enough. We want more. Okay. So I'm going to go up to point five. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It just feels very spiky, yeah. Like someone's scratching, like yeah. my cat is scratching across my skin. Out of ten, uh, probably a four. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. Maybe mine was different. Okay, we've got a bit more. Like I would like a little bit more on you. Okay. Um, this is quite easy <laughs> on me, right? Oh, yeah, just because I can handle it. No, do it for the content. Do it for the content. <laughs> Okay. She does look like she's in a bit of pain now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Are you, are you okay? Yeah, Ooh. totally fine. It just felt like a sneeze. Like, I can see you're in distress. Like, don't lie. Like, Hannah, <laughs> I'd be, if I was in distress, I'd be saying stop. I'm actually okay. <laughs> such a drama yeah, <laughs> Hannah's a major drama queen. Guys, it's totally fine. You are I need to go and have a tattoo. No, tattoos, get, getting a tattoo is 4 out of 10. The okay. removal, removal is, is 10 out of 10. Yeah. Next level yeah. that. Okay, you're doing really yeah. well here. I'm going to change my answer 7 out of 10 oh, for needling. Okay. <laughs> you can't take it back now. So is yeah, that the forehead done? I'm gonna, yep. So I'm going to go over the nose a little bit. Not but I know much. it's... I know yeah. we're sort of at that penetration. So yeah. obviously yeah. on the on the nose. Oh, here we go. More I'm scared for this. And you will sneeze here. Oh, okay. And I am going to sneeze. <laughs> so I'm going to just tell you. Oh, that hurts a bit more. Oh, okay. That's a bit scratchier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah more <laughs> penetration. <laughs> so there's no bleeding on a point nine. So we'll go and do just a little bit there. So I'm going to give the schnozzer oh, a really yeah. good going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that, is that, that pain or pleasure? Yeah. No, that hurts. <laughs> That's making my eyes water. You okay? Yeah. Oh, I can see she's... I'm okay. <laughs> she's trying yeah. to be brave. I'm okay. I'm trying to be brave. Oh, yeah, that hurts. That feels like someone's peeling my skin. Oh. <laughs> Do you want me to pull back? No, you I'm do what you need to do, right? I've got a bit of it's pinpoint okay. just there. I just, on those pores. Yeah, no, I'm, ha I'm happy with that depth. You, <laughs> <laughs> you just stay right there. Oh. 
now out of ten. Yeah, probably like a six. Yes. Okay, we're going yeah. up. All right. I'm actually going to go to point eight, and also with skin needling, I love to go on the border of the lips or mm -hmm. on the lips to get that beautiful plumping effect. Mm -hmm. Let's see how you go. Oh, oh, I can see. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got some bleeding. I can see she's trying to be brave, mm -hmm. but she's definitely tense. I'm, really well. mm. I'm tense. I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're giving me Mr. Burns vibes <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. I have to remind myself to breathe. I keep holding my breath. Breathe. <laughs> I've never seen you so, like, stressed out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You are usually really cool, calm, and collected, and this is obviously causing a little bit of distress. I can tell. Not, yeah, well, it's not. I mean, we are putting sixteen. Yeah, I would say it's enjoyable. No, <laughs> but and this is what you pay for. Yeah, yeah. I know what the benefits are going to be. I think because I used to get like when I was before all this beauty stuff and beauty IQ, I used to get facials that were like relaxing, mm. expensive facials, and yeah. I and now I'm like, why would I waste my like? I want it. I want my skin to have to heal the next day yeah like that's what i'm looking if for it's not an issue healing, healing needles, lasers burning all of it all right you are done oh i'm done Ooh. already yeah, oh that wasn't that bad can i eight out of ten i don't know what you're talking about i mean about. i think the forehead was eight out of ten and mine might have been you know what i think we need to do i mine, think we need to give birth is it po yeah but then we'll, we'll yeah. come back should we yeah. live podcast our Birds. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I was thinking as you were holding the mic like that, you look like you're like walking down the aisle oh. holding like a, that's how you're holding it. And I was like, would you live podcast record your wedding? Like I can imagine um, us doing that. I would, yeah. 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 The whole thing. Beauty yeah. IQ, the wedding. Yes. Oh yeah. my God, yes. I mean one of us needs to be a boyfriend first. <laughs> that's so minor true. bump in the road. <laughs> minor, very minor. Things move quickly at this age. They do, don't they? <laughs> they really do. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, you know what we might do? Hannah, why don't we come back later, like another day, and I'll update on how I recovered. Yes, love All right. that. All right. right. Okay. Uh, out of 10, I'd say that was, uh, on average, a four. Nah, you're lying. Went up to six in you some places. Nah, you're a liar. I reckon it was six and a half, seven for you. I could you see. Joking? I could see the six and a half in your face. No way. I could. No way. So you may remember this voice from a recent episode of Mr. Beauty IQ with Matt and Eddie. Dr. Ryan DeCruz from Southern Dermatology joins us today to talk about how different medications can impact your skin. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed that interview. So I thought we've got to get him on the main pod. Um, I think it's it's worth having you on here to talk about medications. This topic was actually Matthew's idea. So um, oh, he's it? kind of, yeah, yep. He's bringing a lot to the table. Yeah. He's, he's earning his keep. So before we get into discussing the link between medications and skin, can we touch on the relationship between our gut and the skin? This is a really good question and I'm, I'm so pleased you asked about it because I think that it's something that a lot of people are interested in and there's probably a lot of misinformation out there. I think the first thing to say is that there's still a whole lot of medicine of the human body that we still don't know a lot about and the interaction and the interplay uh, between the gut and the skin and the gut and our mental health, um, the gut and our nervous system, there's really a lot of research to be done. What we do know is that the this idea of the microbiome is probably the, the key to it all that we, we think may unlock a lot of uh, life's mysteries. And what I mean by that is that actually the, the billions of microbes, um, bacteria, 
in particular, but also yeasts and fungi that actually live on us and live in us that um, have a very important role in regulating our immune system. So we call this the, the gut-skin axis, this interplay between the, the microbes that live literally in our stomach and in our gut lining and those that are on our skin and how they actually influence our immune system for the better as well as for the worse. So I think what I explain to patients is that if you know that you have sort of so-called gut issues, if you have problems with digestion and constipation, diarrhea, abdominal bloating, and you have skin issues, it's really important to actually present with these to your general practitioner, perhaps to a gastroenterologist who specializes in gut uh, and or a dermatologist who specializes in skin to, to actually get a full understanding of you as a holistic person um, rather than looking at each problem independently. Um, now onto the medication side of things, what are the most common ways medications can impact our skin? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. It's also quite a broad one. And I was trying to think, you know, in, in what ways will I try to communicate how important drugs are to our body? Because we use the word drug in medicine every day, but actually to, to the everyday person, you sort of talk about drugs and you automatically think illicit drugs like you know, mm-hmm. ecstasy and marijuana. <laughs> things. But, but in reality, people take drugs or medications every day of their lives, whether it be mm. an over-the-counter vitamin uh, or Panadol or paracetamol, aspirin. These are all what we call drugs. And drugs can cause many different impacts on our body. And I think probably one of the most common problems that we see is drug rashes or you know actual skin diseases caused by medications. Um, quite an unusual one, uh, which a lot of people have no idea about, is this this concept of what's called a fixed drug eruption, where you could be taking something simple like a, a cold and flu tablet, um, Codril, for example, and actually develop a rash that can occur as a, this perfectly circular patch on our bodies, or sometimes on our lips, even on our genitals, and it will come every time you take that uh, cold and flu tablet. And you sort of have no clue. You might think, oh, actually, it's related to the infection that I'm fighting. But actually, what we what we know is that it's the medication. So drug rashes is one example. But even sort of less or more, I guess, as subtly than that is this concept of just the, the symptom of itch and just being slightly having a medication that just doesn't quite agree with our immune system again. And that can cause simply us to feel a little bit itchy or a little bit dry and you don't necessarily put two and two together. Uh, you could be prescribed a medication, even whether it be a blood pressure tablet or an antidepressant medication. And suddenly within about two or four weeks, you just notice that you're just feeling a little bit uncomfortable in your skin. Uh, mm-hmm. And it doesn't actually present with a rash that you can see with, with your eye. So that's a, another common thing that I, I sort of guide people just to, to look out for when, they're, when they are feeling a bit itchy. Could this be actually driven by, by a medication? I think they're the more common uh, presentations, but there are really various ways. So, for example, even even certain medications can trigger really bad acne. We know that um, certain medications uh, that are used for epilepsy, but also for bipolar depression, uh, can be quite harmful in actually triggering pimples and breakouts uh, and may even trigger uh, the first presentation or aggravate psoriasis as well. Uh, so we know that lithium, for example, which we you know has been used m- many times in the past, um, can, can do that quite commonly. And that kind of carries on from my next question, which is what are the biggest culprits for causing negative skin concerns in terms of medications? 
Yeah. So I think probably the top ones have to be antibiotic medications because uh, mm-hmm. there are a lot of common uh, issues that can arise when people are slightly allergic or intolerant to antibiotics. So I think it's well known that, say, penicillin, you know, can cause a, a, a rash in about 10% of the population. But it's, you know, we, we really evolved well beyond penicillin. So there are, there are many uh, medications that can trigger just the classic sort of hive type itchy rashes, but there are also those that can trigger uh, pustules uh, that look like acne and also pain relief medications. So uh, the what we use the word is the opioids. So the codeine type uh, medications, uh, medications with morphine for lower back pain, um, oxycontin and oxycodone are quite common uh, triggers of itchy skin, dry skin, uncomfortable skin. So they're probably the most common issues that I see. In a slightly older population, certain blood pressure medications can can really cause uh, a lot of problems. So again, you know, that itchy skin or a rash that's particularly triggered by sunlight, we call that a phototoxic eruption where people re- really get a, a rash on their face or on their chest, maybe on their forearms, but nowhere else. So we think that there's some relationship between the sun and the medication that they're taking. Interesting. I'm allergic to uh, C-Claw, which is an antibiotic, and I haven't had it since, but I had it as a baby and I broke out in a full body rash, but I'd also mm. had like other foods that day, like egg and peanut butter for like the first time. And so they were like, what is it? What's causing it? <laughs> so I know they don't count as medications, but I've heard some protein powders can cause or worsen acne in some cases. Is this true? I'm really glad that you brought it up because it is actually something I see really commonly. I think that that whole industry of the uh, protein supplements, protein powders, creatine, etc., cetera, uh, is a very, very big billion dollar industry. And it's, it's one that's very unregulated. So there are a whole lot of so-called protein powders out there that we don't really know 100% what the all the ingredients uh, are in there for, what their purpose is, and they're certainly not being tested. Um, I have quite a distinctive group of particularly younger male patients, say between 15 and 30, who mm-hmm. will quite commonly present with a flare of acne. And when you when you look into it, they've actually been taking a lot of these protein powders. So the hypothesis there is that these uh, protein powders are actually laced with hormone-like ingredients. So they may not actually be true hormones, but when you consume, the human body consumes them, they act in a similar way to the male hormones that trigger acne. So yeah, absolutely. I see it very commonly. The other thing is that the protein shakes are commonly mixed with milk or dairy. And we know Mm. that in certain people, dairy is a really common trigger for their acne. Now, not for everyone. Are there any other things that we'd commonly add to our diets that can potentially cause skin issues that we wouldn't already know about? Like you said, milk, most people like, yeah, dairy in some people can cause acne. Are there other culprits that we just wouldn't know about, like protein powder? Um, I think uh, not that many unusual ones, but potentially the usual ones that people don't necessarily think. I mean, I think sugar is a really common one, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, most people will know that a a high GI um, diet or intake will will trigger a bit of an acne flare. And again, not in everyone, but mm-hmm. um, most people will tell you if, if their diet's not as clean as it is normally, that they'll, they'll get a bit of a breakout. Not specifically for acne, but certainly in terms of conditions like psoriasis and atopic eczema, uh, mm-hmm. alcohol is a big one. Uh, and I don't yeah. necessarily think that people put two and two together because it doesn't 
necessarily mean you have to have a big binge. Like it's not just going out drinking, you know, a whole lot in, in one night or two nights, but it could be this more sort of insidious increase in alcohol intake over mm. a period of, say, a few weeks, mm. that cumulative effect of which actually flares psoriasis. So that's something that I think people could, could potentially pay a little bit more attention to. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess certain herbal supplements and remedies that people take thinking that it's actually beneficial, we mm-hmm. we have we do see from time to time them actually causing problems. And again, this is the, the problem with the, this unregulated industry where, you know, vitamins and minerals are touted to be really beneficial and positive for our health, but they can in, in certain cases actually trigger health problems as well. Mm-hmm. Now, what about medications designed to improve skin appearance? What are these different medications and how do they work? Uh, can I start with the oral contraceptive pill? Um, yeah. Because this yep. is a bit of a bugbear of mine. Um, the oral contraceptive pill, I think, has been for about 40 years used to treat acne and initiated in very young women to help improve the quality of their skin. And there's scientific reasons why that is. It's because certain pills can block the male hormones that drive acne. The problem is that the pill is just not a good treatment for acne long term. Mm. And, and that's because it's very much masking the hormone profile of the patient who's taking it at the time. But yeah. inevitably, a female at one point in their life may choose to come off it for whatever reason. And lo and behold, acne just rears its ugly head again, whether it's at age 25, 35 or even 40. So I, I do have a problem with the use of the oral contraceptive pill in acne unless the female is choosing to start it for another reason. For mm. example, contraception, obviously great form of contraception if the female would like to take it, um, but heavy periods or irregular periods or period pain, they're all very valid reasons to be on the oral contraceptive pill and then they'll get improvement in their acne as a principle of second effect or double effect. Mm-hmm. But as a standalone medication, I never prescribe it for acne. Roaccutane is, a, is a, I guess, a Pandora's box. Look, I won't go into too much detail, but what I'll say is that a lot has changed in the last 40 years. We, they used to use it in these really high toxic doses. It's a vitamin A derivative, so it's not an antibiotic. It's not a hormone treatment. It's made from vitamin A, and what it does is shrinks down oil glands all over the body. It developed a very horrible reputation um, quite rightly when it was first used because the, the people who invented it and the doctors who prescribed it really didn't know what they were doing. They used it at these awful high doses. In 2021 in Australia, it really should be used at nice low doses. It can work beautifully well for patients who suffer from chronic acne. Yes, it has some side effects like any other medication, but when when prescribed properly and there's a good patient-doctor um, relationship, I have wonderful results and a lot of my patients are very happy. But it, it, look, it's not for everyone and there are definitely reasons why you can't or shouldn't go on this medication. So it's something that needs to be discussed with a health professional. Actually, so- something I would love to talk about is iron. So iron mm. deficiency or low iron levels is incredibly common, particularly in the female um, demographic mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. And vegetarians we- as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so vegetarians me. and vegans. <laughs> Uh, naturally going to be low in iron because for, for females, you lose iron once a month with your menstrual cycle. But also you, there are many patients who just don't absorb iron particularly well. There are many patients who don't consume enough iron in their diet. Iron is such an important mineral for many uh, bodily functions, in particular hair and nail development. So I probably three to five times a day will see a female who's losing hair or shedding hair and Lo and behold, you check their iron and it's, it, they're deficient or they're very low. So mm. it's such an important mm. mineral that I really encourage women to and men, but 
particularly more commonly in women to think about uh, iron, getting the iron levels nice and high. The same thing is with zinc and vitamin D. So, I mean, they're not medications per se on prescription, Mm -hmm. but they're really common problems that I see causing skin issues and have really clear benefits to the skin as well. Mm -hmm. If you suspect that a medication could be causing skin issues, what should you do? Yeah. So look, I think the first thing is to actually sit back and think what what are you on the medication for? And is there a timing or what we call a temporal correlation between starting a medication and a skin problem? There will be some medications that are sort of not negotiable. For example, if you're a diabetic and you need insulin, I would Mm. not be encouraging you just to stop your insulin uh, because you're worried that it's causing skin issues. Rather, you really need to go back to the person who's prescribed it for you and actually discuss your your concerns with them. It may be that you take a so-called drug holiday for a period of three months to see whether there's any benefit in stopping the medication. Or it may be that you need an alternative medication from a completely different family to do the same thing. So the first thing is that uh, medications, depending on the reason they've been prescribed, can sometimes be safely stopped, but sometimes they can't. And it's really important to then weigh up what the the risk versus benefit is for you and your skin and the general health. So it's about being sensible, I think. I really want to do a separate episode on um, managing the skin when you come off the pill, because my best friend's going through this at the moment and she's developed really severe acne after coming off the pill. Mm. And I just think so many women go through this and they have no idea what to do when they do encounter this problem. So I think we'll bring you back at another time because that's an entire episode in itself. I'd love to. (laughs) Yeah, it it is an entire episode. And literally just yesterday um, I was at a GP practice doing some education and the GP sort of asked me, they're like, but what's the problem? You can give a patient 10 or 15 years of reprieve from their acne and, you know, isn't that Mm. good? I was like, yeah, but what, you know, 10 or 15 years when you're 15 takes you through to 25 or 30. Yeah. You can't turn around to a 30-year-old and say, oh, well, you had 10 good years. Now you've yeah, got now, bad skin. So, now you've got to deal like, with acne. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah totally. I, I was, yeah, a, I was yeah. a bit surprised. So I sort of had to very politely explain, actually, these are the, the, the demographic of women I see who are incredibly mm. upset, quite rightly, mm. about their skin at a pretty critical time in their lives. So, yeah. you know, and, and where, you know, our window of opportunity to use certain medications may be smaller. So, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that topic, I agree, ten, tenfold is really important. I'm not going to lie, I'm low-key scared to come off the pill, but um, <laughs> let's do that episode before that happens <laughs> and then I can address it if that does come up. Thank you so much for chatting to us today, Dr. Ryan DeCruz from Southern Dermatology. You can catch him there if you want to make an appointment. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Product we didn't know we needed, Hannah. What is yours today? So I believe that the ordinary salicylic acid serum is always out of stock. Is that right? No, they took that. They discontinued it because they were reformulating it. And they said it was going to take a few months, but it's never come back. So they've still got the mask, the salicylic acid mask, but they don't have the serum anymore, which was like one of their most popular products. So there is a brand that have an alternative. I do. I've got got a brand. Everyone knows, love my salicylic acid. I have two. Mm -hmm. I woke up with two big blind pimples this morning I just Mm -hmm. I don't know when they're coming and they're really painful and you can't squeeze them anyway I saw James Vivian the other night and he's like oh quite a bit of congestion so Mm. (laughs) I wanted to recommend an affordable salicylic acid serum that you could use it's the revolution skincare 2% salicylic acid serum guess how much it is joe I actually have no idea. I'm going to be honest. Is it $30? $16. $16. Yes, that is it. 
If you weren't sure what salicylic acid is, it's a beta-hydroxy acid, so it targets blemishes. So it'll help to reduce the appearance of them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm a big fan of salicylic acid serums. I usually put it on the lower half of my face where I get my hormonal breakouts. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a um, budget option, really highly recommend this one. I think I've got their caffeine eye serum to try, but I haven't used it yet. Yeah, so that one's $12. Wow. Okay. So they really are yeah. around the ordinary pricing. Yeah. So I've got a right. few other products that I'm going to try for the next few weeks. And there's particularly, there's a Revolution Skincare Salicylic Balancing Body Cleanser. That's $12. Ooh. And you I know, think, you know what? I requested that for you. Oh, yeah. I've Ellie asked me, what samples do you think Hannah would want? And I said, definitely yeah. salicylic acid I'll, body wash. I'll, be, I'll definitely be trying that because I do have um, some body breakouts at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll give that one a go and let you know at a later date. But, I mean, do you really need my, like, it's the cost of two coffees. Like, you could probably just yeah. buy it and try it yourself, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we don't need my recommendation. It's pretty cheap. They've also got a salicylic balancing moisture gel for $16. Oh. I just can't get over these prices. All Can right. you tell? Everyone, don't go overboard on the salicylic <laughs> acid, please. You don't need all three. Okay. Choose no, one. You just, <laughs> just choose one. Just choose one. Uh, what is your product you didn't know you needed today? Speaking of uh, body washes, mine is a body wash. Oh, uh, I love this, this one. body wash. Did you get it as well? You got a sample too? I got the body wash and the hand cream yeah, and I same. just the pack- packaging. That's all yes. I care about. So the packaging, so it looks really nice in your bathroom, very simplistic. It's got like a, I think it's plastic, but it's like that frosted plastic. And then it's got like simple Mm. black writing on it. Looks luxe in your bathroom. Not that I have a very fancy bathroom these days, but it smells amazing. So the thing that I love about it, I love the smell of jasmine. And Mm. one of the main ingredients in here is jasmine. So it's jasmine, honeysuckle and pink grapefruit, but it's really quite hydrating considering some body washes tend to have like a lot of foaming ingredients in them, which can be a little bit drying on the skin. This one has jojoba oil and macadamia nut oil. So both of them are really moisturizing on the skin. And I find that the smell of this actually lingers around for a little bit longer. So you don't automatically, it's a bit like the, you know how the Juliet has a gun one really lingers on your skin. Like you can smell it hours later. I feel like this is a, a bit the same. And I have not found that it's drying on my skin at all. Sometimes when I try new body washes, I find my skin's a little bit like itchy when I get out of the shower. Not itchy, but like tight. I don't know, uncomfortable Mm -hmm. maybe. But yes, there's lots of uh, nice ingredients in here and it smells beautiful, beautiful packaging. And it's 36 bucks, so it's not going to fully break Break the bank. bank. But uh, I mean, it's not cheap, but it's not out outrageously expensive either. So um, definitely gets the tick from me. I will be repurchasing once I'm I'm powering through it at the moment. It's so nice. It'd be so nice in the shower. Yeah. I almost wanted to use them as like hand wash and hand cream in the bathroom I when know. I get sober. Yeah, because they're really nice. At the moment I yeah. have um, the Lumira, that hand wash by love Lumira. Love that one too. Yeah, it's yep. so nice. I love the packaging of that too. So I've got the Lumira one in my, my bathroom and then I've got an Aesop one in the kitchen. And then I've got my menency in the shower. So anyone who comes over is just like, who is this bougie bitch? <laughs> yeah, I'm using Aesop at the moment, but I'm going to get a top up because I ran out of the Lumira one. Yeah. But I, I kept the bottle because I'm going to re, I'm going to get the refill. Yes. That's the good thing about that Lumira mm. one is that it's glass and it's refillable as well. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's mine. But I thought I'd give an update on skin needling. 
yes. after um, our recording. I actually, my skin recovered so well. Like considering I'm normally a very red girl, like mm-hmm. my skin goes red very easily. I'm very vascular. So whenever I usually have a treatment, my skin's red for a while afterwards. But it bounced back so well from that. Like it, the next day I was barely even flushed and mm. it just recovered. I got a couple of little tiny pimples along my jawline, which I normally wouldn't get, but I think that's pretty common with procedures like that. But, yeah, I just stuck to the rules of the aftercare, which was just to not use any acids or real active products and stick to hydration and that's what mm-hmm. I did and my skin's looking pretty good. No difference to my dark circle yet. Um, okay. I'm hopeful. We'll have to find you some sort of treatment. I, I actually- feel like the only thing I can do is filler and I don't want to do that. Yeah, fair. Although I won't, I, I'm not going to rule it out because um, I'm finding that under eyes become quite hollow for me. Yes. My under eye, that dark yeah. circle one is so hollow. Yeah. It's nothing like the hollowness, to be honest with you, like makeup does cover it up. Like you can't really tell when I have makeup on. It's just when I don't have makeup on. Um, Now, James actually, um, he sent me a text on, you know, lockdown was starting. Yeah. He's like, come in quickly before lockdown. And so oh. like, I went to the clinic after it was like seven o'clock. What and an I like, actual angel. Like I ran and he did me a chemi. He's like, so do you care about downtime? I'm like, do I look like I care about downtime? <laughs> and so my whole face has peeled in lockdown. Oh. It was amazing. You know, you know what I'm planning on doing in my house? I'm trying to get a, I've actually been looking on Facebook marketplace for uh, massage beds that I can use as treatment beds. Yes. Because at the moment we've got a spare room that's like a beauty room and so Amazing. like when I give my housemate facials and stuff I'm thinking we can have a little massage bed in there and I can fully set everything up so that's my little plan oh I love that yeah once yeah. I'm actually a qualified dermal therapist can't wait for that day what treatment are you going to do on me first um I think I'll do skin needling on you just to see whether you can <laughs> not, not the anus add-on oh maybe yeah <laughs> if you'd like I can do a little anus. Maybe I'll maybe I'll learn how to do anal bleaching, Hannah. I can bleach your anus for you. <laughs> have any of our listeners actually tried anal bleaching? Because if you have, maybe we could get someone. Maybe on we to could talk bring a listener it. on. If you've had an anus add-on, please DM either Hannah or I on Instagram. Not an anus add-on. This is an anus. Not bleaching an anus add-on. add-on. Anal bleaching. If yeah. you've had anal yeah. bleaching and you're willing to talk about it in front of thousands of people on a podcast. Yep. We don't have to name you. You can be, we can even put on a voice disguiser if you like. That would be funny. <laughs> let us that would be funny. So let us know if you're willing to talk about it so we can ask you questions about the treatment. Um, because I don't think I'm gonna be able to convince Matthew to do it either. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. why aren't you do and why aren't you gonna do it? Well, I just don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.